Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and I am the host of your show. The show comes to you every Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, every time I get ready for a show, I uh, I question my sanity in some days. This show is uh, really about educating the public, you know, educating the public about things like sextortion, which is blackmail with a photo when your crazy kid decides they're in love with somebody online and sends off that naked photo and the blackmail begins or Maybe it's uh, sex trafficking, which is taking place right here in the Inland Empire. And our organization's been combating that for about 12 years now. And we uh, we serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. So we deal with the real deal. And uh, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not so good. But I am very, very proud of uh, our sheriff and our uh, district attorney here in Riverside County. Uh, we were at an event that they were speaking the other day. And I I know that, you know, people have their flaws. And I know a lot of people may not always agree with everything about a particular person. But I work in this business. I've been training all across the United States for Right about 10, 12 years now. And uh, so I encounter many different law enforcement agencies of all kinds, federal, state, um, you know, code enforcement, even and uh, social services and a lot of government agencies. And and for the most part across the United States, I'm, I'm really quite concerned about what's going on from a law enforcement point of view. And that includes right here in California. I know many great uh, sheriffs and district attorneys across California. I also know many that really don't seem to be all that keen on taking on the hard cases of, you know, uh, being tough on crime. And I'm going to tell you, uh, having worked in this business for well over 12 years now, I believe that there are crimes we ought to be tough on. And uh, I'm dead serious about that. And I think that child sex crimes is one of them. Um, Many of you know I was taken off Facebook because I was trying to educate the public that child sex crimes in California are not considered violent crimes by the penal code. And that all rose out of Proposition 57, which was written by, you know, people who are now at the highest level of our government, who were former attorney generals here in California. And with the understanding that it did not include child, that it would include child sex crimes, meaning, let me get this straight here so that you have it very clear. Proposition 57 said that you could get out of prison early if you earn points. Okay, you go to classes, you you know, you uh, you do uh, social things. uh, Maybe you volunteer for the fire department. And we thank you for doing that. Uh, All of those earn points. But it wasn't supposed to be that sex offenders would be able to get out early. But it didn't say that. That bill was carefully crafted so that there was no clear understanding of what a violent crime was in the state of California. And child sex crimes 
are not considered violent crimes according to the penal code. And the people who authored that understood that. But now what is happening is is that we're getting a, a group of district attorneys across the state of California, which I'm very, very grateful does not include the Riverside County District Attorney. And that group of district attorneys are starting to really push this idea of getting more points to get out early and overlooking the fact that you might be a repeat sex offender. And I'm very proud of uh, Mike Hester, and he doesn't know I'm saying this, by the way, and, uh, and you know, I haven't had dialogue with him or anything about it, but I watch his activities, and he has joined with other district attorneys in California to fight that, to say that it's one thing to allow nonviolent violent people out of prison, but to use a point system that is now getting looser and looser as it goes to allow including child sex offenders out early is just wrong, in my opinion. What about all the people that testified against those people that were put away and classified as as sex offenders? And to allow those people to come back because they took some class, uh, got so many points, is just crazy and insane. Because I think that child sex crimes are some of the most brutal and disgusting crimes of all time. I seriously do. And I think that, that we have to understand where that's going and be able to deal with it. I, I do believe that we've got to pay attention to what is going on in our society. It, you know, I was talking with my producer before I went on. There's so many things right now that are like coming together that are a concern. And that doesn't mean that we quit fighting. OK, uh, but that is also means we don't put our head in the sand. I mean, we need to stand up to this. We we have a government in charge of the state of California that, number one, doesn't want to be tough on crime at all. I mean, look at all the crazy protests and uh, violence that we get there. These uh, smash and grab rings that go through a store and just strip them out of things with crowbars and say, well, you know, they were just a bit excited, you know. Uh, these things where you're not really wanting to uh, prosecute child sex crimes in some counties, not our county. And, and I believe that's true in San Bernardino. They stand tough against child sex crimes. And we in Riverside and San Bernardino County are very fortunate to have law enforcement such as Sheriff Bianco and his team that is willing to go out there and and do the tough work of taking in these guys. If we don't stop these rings, and they're rings, I mean, these are not in a small one-time people who's violating something. This is organized criminal activity that is taking place. And I'm very concerned about the trend that is taking place in our, our state to look the other way and even not prosecute, not arrest, but even more so implement activity that will let many, many people, up to 76,000 prisoners out early, and 20,000 of them potentially will be registered sex offenders. Now, I'm not going to say they all are, 
But I'm going to say that those are the statistics and a large percentage of them will be considered and be returned to your community. And I say, what are we going to do to keep our kids safe? There's a lot of this kind of activity going on that's a concern. At the same time this is happening, I read a headline, and I don't want to get nerdy on you here. I do a massive amount of research to get ready for these programs. And I'm saying to myself, you know, I I am concerned how all of these events are taking place that were like authorizing, Newsom is authorizing that the government pay for abortions in the state of California in a way that it doesn't matter how old the fetus is and ask us to pay for that. At the same time, they seem to be defunding uh, prosecution activity and minimizing or decriminalizing crime. And at the same time that I read that, I read a headline, which I'm going to go into in depth in the next section, called Federal Reserve Begins Discussing Government Digital Currency. Now, I hesitate to do this on the radio because I don't have like a, a board where I can draw you a diagram and everything. What does that have to do with criminal activity and abortions and things like sex trafficking? Well, basically what we're talking about is a digital currency, which the bulk of the usage will be through social media and online, including porn sites, including dating sites, including hookup sites, including your kids on a gaming device. And digital media will empower that industry of child exploitation to soar in ways we can't believe. Now, I'm not saying it's always bad. There are good uses for digital uh, transactions, but when it's hooked to social media, we have to identify the good and the bad. And I want to have that conversation in the next section. So I'm going to ask you to stay tuned. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited, Crimes and Technology. We're having a discussion, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Listen up, folks. You no longer have to drive out of the IE for a great restaurant experience. The Toasted Barrel, an upscale casual steakhouse located in Corona, has been winning award after award for their great diverse menu, service, ambience, wine, and cocktails. Customers call the barrel the perfect date night. Inland Empire Magazine has awarded them Best Restaurant four years in a row. Wine Spectator recognized the Toasted Barrel's wine program for their award of excellence. Toasted Barrel is famous for their certified Angus beef, prime, wagyu, and Kobe steaks, and they have some of the best pasta and seafood around. With happy hour and daily specials every day of the week, their appetizers and drink selections are the best around. Live music starts every Friday and Saturday at 5.30. Planning a dinner party, wedding rehearsal, family gathering, or holiday party? Look up Toasted Barrel online and make your reservation today. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited, Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to 
loveemeandkids.org. It's $16. I'll sign it and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, Educate Yourself About How to Keep Our Kids Safe in This Day of Changing Technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at 3 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and I'm the host of your show. We're just exploring ideas today because what I see is kind of an interesting time in all of history. Many of you know that I've written a book and we have a movie coming out. The book is called Sex, uh, excuse me, Societal Shift. A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. It was actually supposed to happen this past week as we were going to turn on 5G all over the world. And as it turned out, the uh, telecommunication companies and uh, the the uh, airlines had not gotten prepared so that it, it wouldn't affect planes taking off and data and like that. So it was delayed. But before long, we are going to have an historic event in the world when the entire world is connected by Internet. So my book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, is all about how that comes together with technology. And then we have a movie that we're just I'm tickled pink. I am over the moon excited that this movie is about to come out probably in a week or two. It's probably my guess is February 8th is safer Internet Day will probably be the day that they start announcing the previews of it. Um, Not the movie yet. The movie will probably be announced sometime in March. But the movie is called Sextortion, the Hidden Pandemic. And it's all about uh, basically where naked photos go when you hit send and why you don't want to. I wanted that movie. It's taken me way too long to come out with this movie. But with COVID, it was hard to raise funds and and develop it and like that. And we were picking the right producer, which I'm convinced that we have. This is a powerful, powerful tool for parents, for teachers, for kids to understand how the Internet is made and where those naked photos go when you hit send. Well, what I what I want to draw for you in this picture today in this conversation that we're having is that uh, there are many events coming together that are really getting to be uh, concerning. And that doesn't mean the sky's falling. I don't I don't want to be chicken little. But I do feel a kind of a dark cast out on the edges there. And I want to just have you think about that from your perspective. We are we have a government in our state that is basically not only not being hard on crime, not being willing to put in those uh, strong enhanced sentencing, letting people out early, even though they might be uh, sex offenders. So we have that trend going on in law enforcement. And we now have, you know, things like COVID, which is kind of a 
a lockdown, if you will, more kids online than ever before and more kids younger and younger and more kids doing transactions through cryptocurrency, especially in their video games or their subscriptions and things like that. Our kids are more comfortable with cryptocurrency than we are. Because uh, for us, you might hear about it as an investment as it's gone sky high and then it's dropped dramatically and then it's gone back up. And they've introduced new cryptocurrency, Ethereum is one of them that I think of, and like that. And so we have we have some events that are forming together like a, a huge storm, in my opinion. And we have uh, possibly a pending war here with Hungary, or excuse me, hungry Ukraine. I've got hungry on my mind. It must be hungry. Anyway, uh, but with the Ukraine, and you go, oh, man, how's that going to turn out? We're not looking real good there. And we don't have the alliances that we had and the strength and the power, the leadership. And, uh, and you say, you know, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? How will that affect the stock market? How will that affect our economy? And what about the fact that we have the national debt? That that uh, I'm just old enough to be concerned about that. Now, younger people, I think, are absolutely oblivious to what that means. And, and I'm going to take this back to trafficking and like that in, the, in a minute. But I want to talk about what is going on here with some of those factors that will be behind this. I, I woke up yesterday morning to a headline. Federal Reserve begins discussing government digital currency. Well, this is nothing new. If those of you have followed me, we talked about two years ago, Facebook tried to introduce the um, the uh, Libra, and they were shot down by the Federal Reserve and the U.S. Senate Finance Committee, which is Maxine Waters, saying that might destabilize the dollar. And then uh, this past year, they got a whole new coalition, made it so it would have uh, what we call, um, uh, can't think of it right now, fiat, uh, fiat based to it, where it'll have assets behind it, you know, like the U.S. dollar does. Supposedly, we have a lot of gold behind it, but we now know we have a lot more debt than we have gold. And so that's how inflation causes, that's how the national debt starts to make the U.S. dollar somewhat unstable. And, you know, we are an all-time high right now with the national debt. I just looked it up a few minutes ago, so it's pretty current. Um, before I went on the air, we now own 20 oh not own, we now owe 29 trillion, 874 million, 693,335, blah, 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 blah. We owe a lot of money pushing on $30 trillion in debt. So it's a fascinating thing because we don't have that money. We have borrowed. Now, if we were individuals who did that, we would be filing bankruptcy nearly every day. That's the equivalent of $89,857 owed by every citizen of the United States for every person in America. Almost $90,000 each of us would need to pay out in order for our country to resolve its national debt. Now, that doesn't include all the people that are here that are not citizens, that are uh, not contributing to the American economy. 
and I'm not saying none of them do, by the way. I know quite a few people who are not documented, and they are many of them are wonderful people. But the very system of illegal immigration is to pay coyotes a lot of money first before you get here, and then after you get here, selling flowers and oranges and other things on the street to give money to the coyote. And that money is not going towards the U.S. government and the national debt, but rather going out of the country. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not buying things that help businesses, but it's an interesting phenomenon. What scares me about this is that we are decriminalizing crime at a time that we're thinking of contemplating war at a time that our dollar is worth less than ever before and the debt just keeps going up, how would we even finance a war if we wanted to? But on top of it, at the same time this is happening, the government talks about discussing government digital currency. The Federal Reserve announced its beginning steps toward a government-issued digital currency this Thursday, it said. Uh, It's opening up a public forum, meaning this is not the first time, by the way, a lot of this discussion has been going on, but now they're saying, oh, we're going to discuss it publicly now, about the possibility of creating a central bank digital currency. You need to get familiar with that term, central bank digital currency called a CBDC. Now, in China, they did this a year and a half ago. And theirs is called the digital yawn, that China has had a digital currency for a long time. The Fed say that it's interested in studying the strengths and weaknesses of a digital currency that might improve the country's domestic payment system. Well, this gets very interesting, as we say it. They're looking forward to a broad discussion with uh, stakeholders, a broad range of stakeholders about the U.S. digital currency It would act as a central bank liability in digital transactions, just as current digital transactions are liability carried by private banks. Now, keep in mind, they are thinking of being the owners, not somebody like a bank or Facebook or somebody like that. The Fed's caution that if the U.S. falls behind other nations using their central banks to launch digital currency, the country could see global use of U.S. dollars as the world's reserve currency decrease. This talks about destabilizing the U.S. dollar. Private advocates express concern because a federal, state, or local governments use the digital currency to collect the taxes and distribute payments directly to citizens and other recipients. It's a concern that they would have complete access to private financial accounts and information without meaningful restrictions. Now, this is a lot of gobbledygook over the radio, but if you'll stay with me, we're going to go deep into this in the next section, and I'll tell you what it means to you. Be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. 
It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno-impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift, and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we're talking about all the pending changes going on in our life. I saw a movie once a long time ago, a long time ago. It was called Hallelujah Trail. And it was like, it was a cowboy and Indians movie. That was back when you could show cowboy and Indians movies, uh, but you can't now. Anyway, uh, that was fascinating because all these people, I, I can't remember who they were, but thousands of people all ended up at the same spot in this tremendous war. And there was like fur flying everywhere, guns and bullets and arrows and all kinds of things. And when it's all over, nobody got hurt. Well, I'd like to believe that's true of this time, but I do see a massive coming together of events. And these are events that make you uncomfortable, but I also want you to think about where this is headed. Because I have been predicting this thing about digital currency for a long time. Part of it is just because nobody seems, I mean, our our, our national debt is now up to some level that, you know, it, it, I never would have believed it 10 years ago. I mean, I remember, uh, I haven't looked this up, but it seemed to me that when we were approaching uh, 20,000 uh, or 20 trillion on the national debt, that we all thought, our nation's bankrupt. We have to pay our bills. We have to be stable. We have to be strong and like that. And yet what is happening was we just keep uh, funding a lot of this activity and not really understanding the position that we get into. And so I, I look at it from a standpoint of, you know, local crime. I look at it from a standpoint of, of uh, dealing with kids who, who are, you know, send a, a naked photo out on the World Wide Web without an understanding that that photo is going to go to a million people and that they're going to get blackmailed and they'll never get it back. But I also know that we're putting our kids in a global Internet world where they literally will be able to interact with millions of people. And the reason I'm fascinated about the digital currency is because I have predicted for some time now that almost every app in the world, probably by the end of 2022, will have some sort of financial transaction on it. 
And I think that that's important to understand that. It's been going on for a very long time. I did a whole bunch of research. Uh, Cryptocurrency finally takes off in the porn industry. And uh, an article here all about how cryptocurrency um, basically makes the porn industry possible. Think about that. If they weren't making money, there would be a whole lot less people providing porn. They get involved in it because they want to make money or they're at the mercy of some pimp or some agent that is putting them out there in webcam sex to make money. And, you know, in the old days, we had money orders. You couldn't you you wouldn't send a money order and then you didn't want to put porn on your credit card. So what you did is that you used your Bitcoin account, maybe the one that you often used in your video gaming, and you used it for porn. And and you hope that, you know, the little woman or the husband or the wife wouldn't figure this out. And this has been going on for a long, long time. The porn industry has just taken off, especially during the pandemic. Uh, Live Jasmine has 70 million visitors a day. If they're paying like a $20 fee online, that's, that is, uh, what, 140, uh, 140 million a month? I mean, this is about giving way for money to be used in illicit operations that can then be laundered by major organizations. And so when you start to tie um, cryptocurrency to social media, you're going to see major changes taking place in the world. Now, I have predicted for some time that cyber sex on demand, webcam sex, interactive pornography, if you will, will be the biggest uh, moneymaker in the entire world, the most lucrative financially enterprise. And, you know, if it were all being done in the daylight, uh, fair and square, employee protected, uh, not, not being done offshore in third world countries, where they're exploiting people here in the U.S. and all over the world, and many of them are our young people. I often talk about the case of Pornhub last year. Pornhub used to be the largest porn site in the world. Um, I did a whole study of them. I never look at the porn, but I look at their data because it is a massive corporate enterprise, massive. Uh, They had uh, something like 80,000 downloads a second, And they had almost 12 million videos in their library. These are porn videos, okay? But their largest category was amateur pornography. And then the lawsuits began as amateur pornographers said, wait a minute, you told me if I made this this video that this would not go around the world. And of course it did. So what we saw with Pornhub is that when the lawsuits began, MasterCharge and Visa shut them off. Now, it isn't because those people are on a mission and they suddenly become holier than thou. No, it's because they had over $500 million in lawsuits and MasterCharge and Visa did not want to be enjoined in those lawsuits. So they took back the ability to process. And that hurt them somewhat, but quite frankly, When you get into cryptocurrency, it is all over the internet already. It's just not federally sponsored. 
By the time they were through with Pornhub, literally on December 10th, a year ago, they master charged visas, shut them off. And by December 15th, they literally had taken down more than 9 million videos, mostly of young kids, underage kids who thought, and my, I have a copy from their website, make $40,000 a week doing amateur pornography and there's like a 16-step plan on how to do it, how to submit it, and how to collect the money. That really got my attention because I have been following this cryptocurrency story and saying to myself, what kind of impact is this going to have on the pornography industry? What kind of impact is this going to have on our kids' social media and video gaming where they already have Bitcoin? And what are we going to be able to do to educate parents and protect our kids? Now, I'm not totally against cryptocurrency, but I'm watching here. And what I want to share with you is what to watch. The reason why this happened, and, and it happened two years ago, that Facebook tried to do Libra, is they said at the time they had over almost 2 billion followers, 2 billion with a B, and they wanted to be able to bank the unbanked. In other words, many of the people who follow them are young kids who do not have bank accounts or credit cards or kids in third world countries who want to literally get in the video game business. And then all those poor people around the world that want to be able to, you know, do WhatsApp and uh, MySpace, no, not MySpace, Facebook and uh, Instagram and all of those and be able to buy and sell on that. Well, what happened is the reason it was shut down was given that it would destabilize the U.S. dollar. I don't believe that's the reason, although I really believe it could, especially since in the last year and a half, we've added something like another $8 trillion to the national debt. As we're giving out money for this program and that program all across America, money that we don't have. Uh, I'd like to hand, go around and hand out money also, but I don't have that much to give out to support the whole world. So we have to think this out because what is happening really is the U.S. government is saying, number one, we want to control this. But I believe what the U.S. government is really saying here is I also want to gather all the data that is related to these online transactions that are being done when our kids play video games or we order something online. And it isn't just that simple. Think about the end user on social media and think about Facebook. They have never charged you a dime, but they know your every buy sell transaction, your every search, your every location, your every video, your taste in music, your taste in stars, your shopping, your medical history and your personal interests. And yes, your sex life and what diseases you might be researching. They know everything about you and that's why they don't charge you to use the service. They are selling everything about you, which is how they got to be a trillion dollar company. Now, I believe the government wants that same information and wants to be able to do the same. So we're going to talk about this some more. Stay with us. I'll be right back. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. 
CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at CSSClean.com. Again, CSSClean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we're talking about the impact if the U.S. government decides to go with a cryptocurrency. Now, I'm going to tell you that I think it's inevitable. I think that probably we're even behind China. We know China developed theirs last year. It is a federal currency, but we also know that China isn't an open country. And so much of their social media is censored and they they follow and many people's uh, transmissions are routed through the government routers where they can censor and like that. So we weren't uh, we weren't really surprised that they came out with the uh, the uh, CPP, the uh, digital yawn. And we knew that it was really inevitable for the U.S. government to do this. One, because of our national debt, and there is a concern about the impact at that level of national debt with with uh, what is going to happen to the U.S. dollar, especially if we keep borrowing like this, number one, and number two, especially if we think we're going to go to war or if, in fact, we start to having a lot of unrest within our governments. And so it's a fascinating time what will really happen. But I really believe that the real discussion around this is who is going to own your data because you don't own your own data anymore. 
they pretty much know everything about you. They, the social media companies. And one is a concern here is that I believe the real discussion is that if they do a federal cryptocurrency, will there be agreements with all these social media companies and banks to share your personal data? Now, there is some level of sharing right now between the banks and the federal government. You know, if you do more than a $10,000 transaction and things like that. But if they go into your personal account, they need legal resources to do it. Things like a search warrant and grounds for, for uh, going in and finding certain information. They they don't just go in. But as all of this develops, if you're using this cryptocurrency on social media, it's a lot different than whether or not you go down to your bank once a week and the banker knows something about you. In social media, they basically own your soul, in my opinion. Uh, I'm always telling my 85-year-old cousin, be careful what you tell Alexa. She calls Alexa her roommate, (laughs) tells her everything. And I'm like, you know, don't you get it? I mean, all of those commercials that are out there, don't you find it interesting? They want to put a device on your car so that that, uh, you'll get a discount if you're a good driver. What is that telling you? They're recording where you go, where you park, how long you stay, how fast you drive, what kind of businesses do you park in front of? Everything is controlled by GPS. And all that data is being sold and manipulated. Same kind of thing when you uh, research if your cousin has a disease. They don't know if you have it or your cousin has it, but they're going to start to think, well, maybe they have a a problem. Uh, You start searching ED, (laughs) you're liable to get all kinds of good offers on there. The same kind of thing is going to happen with our children. And many of these, one of the things is the early adopters of cryptocurrency is our children on on uh, videos uh, gaming. And so as all of this progresses, it's going to be inevitable. But what the reason I wanted to have the the dialogue with you is to get you to think uh, in terms of how do we prepare the next generation for this? Because it's our roles as parents and grandparents to prepare the next generation to, one, live in a world without borders and a home without walls. Literally 87% of kids sleep with their phone. That means in the middle of the night, anybody can reach them and influence them. And so for me, the reason I, I put myself through all of this kind of discussion is I look and I say, what can I share with parents and kids today so that they can use this technology to their advantage, for instance, getting an education, uh, you know, doing uh, uh, research out there and learning the good and the bad, learning to uh, decipher what's true and what's not true, learning to look at research and say, what kind of opinion is being presented to me? Do I believe that or not? Can I think for myself? Can I have truth? And the other one, of course, is this movie that we have coming out to teach kids basically how the Internet is made and why they never, ever, ever again, if they have have done it in the past, send any kind of illicit photo or photo at all to a stranger. They have deep fakes out there. They can cut your head off that picture and put it on a naked body and blackmail you as if it's you. 
And so talking with strangers on the internet is going to be completely different. Talking to strangers in video game chat rooms needs to be uh, considered because, you know, they now have a way for you to, number one, pay off a blackmail, number two, buy pornography in the name of video gaming, and number three, track everything about you and build a profile so that you're vulnerable. And I do believe it is absolutely critical for us as parents and grandparents to stop and see the good of technology and then, you know, what are the possible dangers? We are being fed information hourly now because of what is going on in Ukraine. We do the same thing with protests. The same thing is used by both political parties. They're still trying to nail the January 6th thing down on, from their perspective. And the other side is still fighting back about the elections. You have to be able to teach your children to discern the truth. Who is saying what? And this is going to be more important as the entire world is connected by Internet. And then we have financial transactions that will then be controlled by governments that will impact where your data goes once you interact. So it's a big discussion, and uh, I hope it's been helpful. It's complicated to do this over the radio. I'd like to uh, maybe draw some some uh, kind of uh, uh, dynamics, if you would, uh, so that it'd be easier to follow. But uh, my role here today is mainly just to get you to think about it. Do some research of your own. You certainly can reach out to me if you want to at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. In the meantime, our movie is getting close. Sextortion, the Hidden da- Pandemic. It is put out by Aurorus Media, A-U-R-O-I-S, Aurorus Media, this, the websites will probably start to go live in a couple weeks, maybe. And when that happens, I'll let you know. I really want you to help us get this movie around the world, whether it's your donation so that we can create the um, the curriculums that we need for schools. Uh, it was filmed inside Homeland Security. They are helping us get it in schools, but our role is to create the curriculum and the and the uh, do the the editing that we need to produce that. It was my dream to get it in every school in America, and God has answered this dream in ways I never could have thought possible. But we're not through yet. We're still raising the funding to get this thing all across America, and it's now looking like it's going to go around the world. But we need your help. We need your prayers. We need your financial support to get that out there. And we also have to keep up the work of me and kids right here. I and mean, one of the problems is when you're raising money for a special project, everything goes to a special project and you're like, okay, great. But we still have to help kids right here. And we're still taking leads. I took three yesterday of, of cases of kids that have gotten into some sort of challenge there. And so we still do that. I, I still sit with parents who are trying to find their missing child or are trying to find their way what to do when their child's naked photo is being seen by 100,000 pedophiles and passed around. And that is a very hard place to be. And that is the work of Million Kids. That is why we wanted that, that movie. I believe with all my heart this is one 
powerful tool that once a kid sees this movie, they will never again think about sending a naked photo. And I want parents to get it so that they can have the dialogue with the kids and understand the world their kid lives in. You know, if there's ever a time in the world that we need parent and child dialogue about where we're at and what is really happening, what is your perspective on this? What are your thoughts on this? This could go this way. This could go that way. And it is something of a fearful time with our with our national debt, with our uh, many of the state attitudes about things like abortion and not, not charging crimes and letting criminals out early. It is a, an interesting time and right at a time that our our home is more open than ever before as we live in a world without borders and a home without walls. I thank you for following us at millionkids.org. Write to me at opal at millionkids.org. Put your arms around your family this week. Give them a big hug. Stand strong, stand together, and I'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet, more than 6 billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators.